Hey everybody, welcome to episode 118 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with Jimmy DeResta. Hello, how are you guys? Doing well, how are you? I'm good, I'm in the country mowing my lawn for the first time this season, it's so nice. Listening to a podcast and chilling on the lawnmower and then all of a sudden it was 10 minutes to 4. I had to drop everything and run inside. Nice. I'm here. He's here. He's here, and also, David Pachuto's here. What's up, David? Hey guys, how you doing? Pretty good. Were you mowing today as well? No, I should, but it rained pretty good this morning. My grass oh. is out of out of control. So, yeah. See, if you live in the south, then you can't have good grass. You just have <laughs> dead <laughs> grass <laughs> and weeds that are like four feet tall, That's and funny. they never even out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crab grass because it's it's all sand. It's it's so annoying. There was actually a few years ago, there was one summer where I mowed one time. The entire year. Oh. And it w- it was just never, it never grew. It was never bad enough that I needed to mow it at one time. Hmm. I, I love mowing the lawn. It, g- it gives me like a whole renewed, like, when I look into the, the yard and it's all mowed, it's like I want to invite friends over to hang out and stare at the lawn because it's like perfect and smooth. <laughs> There's no dandelions. It's really yeah. nice. It's like, it's like, well, you, you it's like nice when you come home. Space. Yeah, like when you come back from like getting your hair cut, you like look in the mirror and you're like, well, I should have done that last week. But it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got like a nice big area that you can look at, you know, and like, wow, that's that's a nice green thing. I have like, I don't know, twenty square feet of front yard. <laughs> so mm. it's it's it takes more time to get the mower out and to get cleaned up afterward than it does to actually mow the yard. That's a pain. Well, that's yeah, dumb. Yeah, it, it is yeah, a ritual. Is we, we we all like it. We all fight to who's going to mow the lawn. Me, Willie, or Taylor. Nice. Wish we had wow. that problem. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, what's going on? What are you up to other than mowing? David, uh, what are you doing? Go ahead. You go, Dave. Uh, well, I just put out a video on my crosscut sled, and uh, I, I, I'm the previous crosscut sled, which I had no problems with, um, but I got asked about it all the time how I made it, and uh, so I thought, hey, let's let's redo it. Let's uh, let's cash in on some of those views that a crosscut sled video will give you, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it came out. I think it came out pretty good. And uh, so getting ready for this week's project, um, I think we're going to do something a little, little, a little fun, a quick little crafty artsy project this week, but I'm not going to reveal it just yet. Nice. Is that code again? Like last week? Yeah, it is code. It is. <laughs> this week, I have to do a video for a sponsor, uh, which is Graphic Stock, and so I gotta I gotta pick something from their library and use that in a project video. And I need to brainstorm uh, tonight before Eric shows up in the morning on what that's going to be. And then there's just so many things going on in my life right now. Um, it's just. It's, I'm, I'm not gonna get into it, but I'm just overwhelmed with so many things to do. All I can say is, ugh, ugh. <laughs> can I second your, ugh? <laughs> you may. <laughs> I have, I have all of my own ugh things mm-hmm. going on right now as well. Yep. I'm feeling pretty good. I got past my ugh this week. Although yep. I still have a lot to do. I still have a lot to move. I mean, my shop. People come to my shop like, did you start moving yet? I'm like, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of stuff missing in here. <laughs> and we still now it's getting down to the wire. Next week I'm going to be in Ohio. I'm going to be at the. The NYCNC open house on Saturday, May 6th. So this week I got to make sure everything's done so I can hop in the car on Wednesday and drive to Zanesville. So I've been really doubling down and getting all my work out of the way. So I'm feeling good. I just finished my Canon on Instagram. That nice. kind of was like two two full days worth of work scattered over about five days. So 
That's good, because that's going with me to Zanesville. We kind of all have a friendly competition who's going to have the best cannon. <laughs> be four, nice. I think there's going to be four of them there, including oh, wow. uh, including John Saunders, who's making one out of a chunk of brass that I gave him. It's the other half of the piece I'm using. And then two other guys are making cannons as well. Let me know where I can vote and pick yours. Oh, Oh, thank you. Well, I, I'm not sure how it's going to go down. I don't know what's going down, but you know, we're all kind of dirty talking to each other, just tough talking, just joking around through Instagram. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how it's going to go down, but I, I, at least from what I looked around, I think mine is the most historically accurate. And I don't know if that's a category, but I think I will win that category. So were there any like requirements for this or was it just like, Hey, make a cannon? No, just make a cannon. It's just a total okay. friendly thing. It's really, there's yeah. no rules or anything, but like yeah. I said, the guys look like they kind of just like, uh, improvise the look, the shape of everything. And I, I mentioned this last week. I, I found the uh, Edinburgh cannon in my friend's Instagram picture, and I was like, "Oh man, that's what I'm making." So that was fun. Nice. I enjoyed <coughs> your vlog this week, by the way. Oh, thank and you. And not not just because you mentioned this show. That was really cool as oh, well. Of course. But also, I I don't know. There was something like um, I, I don't I don't know the word for it. It was like a matured version of your editing, your vlog editing, which is different than your project editing. Oh really? I don't know, man. It, yeah, just like the music together and the the way you cut it. I don't know. It was really cool. I liked it a lot. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I my a couple of people said, "Oh wow, this looks great. This looks different." But you know, uh, Sean Hogan, who I've mentioned a couple of times, he sends me tracks, and at, you guys have to check out the track he did. He gave me that track, which is just him making music out of shop sounds. And what I didn't know is that he cut a video to it of him. So all that music is recorded on his camera. So he has the visual that goes with each one of those sounds, and he cut together a beautifully edited video of him doing it. it it's, it's really amazing the way he did it. It's just like shaking stuff and closing clamps, making that, all those different sounds. So I threw that track in, and I just thought of dropping visuals over it, which, and then the, the chickens on top of that work perfect. And then at the end of the week, my friend came by to tune my guitar or play with it, and we couldn't get it to stay tuned because it's a Floyd Rose and the strings are new. So we just kept passing it back and forth, and then I don't remember how to play anything. It's been so long. So I said, I got a funny idea. I'll make it seem like I'm going to you know, kick everybody's ass with a, with a guitar. Because <laughs> those two guys weren't any good either. And, I, and I'm like, I'm worse than you two, but you two, you know. So I'm going to joke. I'm going to tough talk that I'm, the, I'm a really good guitar player and just ruin it. You played it off well. You, you're like, check this out. Watch this. And then it's like, it's slightly out of tune, and but it was still awesome. And I don't know what I'm playing. Like I'm, I, I immediately grabbed the guitar and I went, wow, I totally forgot how to play Stairway to Heaven. I just know you start here, you go there. I actually counted the frets down to the number five and I forgot that there's a dot on top of number five. <laughs> I really didn't know what I was doing. I don't know. It just it, every week, like we, we, it's kind of going to cut a little bit in today's topic. But every week, I'm like, oh god, I got to put this vlog together. And then once I start like throwing, like you know, it's almost like building clay. Like I just throw everything that week into one folder, and I just start piecing it together and trying to sculpt a story out of it. It could go a thousand different ways, but I, I don't make too many labored decisions. It's just like, okay, that looks good next to that. Oh my god, this looks good over that music, and I just keep moving fastly forward because I have to get it done. Mm. It's like any project. You start it off and you're like, oh, I have all these pieces here. Not not real excited. Then you start to see the shape of it and you're like, whoa, this is going to be great. You know? Yeah. 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 So that's, awesome. I just trust well, my instincts. But thank you for the compliment. I mean, a couple of people said something similar to that. So, And again, it's just a, you know, the chemistry sometimes works. Sometimes it's just mediocre. Yeah. I've been enjoying them overall a lot. That one just stood out to me. As, thank you. Like d- just the pace was different or something. I don't know. But yeah, I like them a lot. Um, so I, I'm going to show you guys what I've been doing. 
You've already yeah. seen a picture of it. Yeah. Check this out. This if you're here? hearing this, this is already on YouTube but at this point. Oh, my God. Oh, you just turned blue. Yeah, it did. Turn a different or color. Or red. Oh, my or God. Or green. Oh, my God. Or white. Or uh, any color I want to put in there. And then when you move it around. Oh, man. <laughs> did you? Is that all off-the-shelf electronics, or did you kind of did you recipe yeah. that all together? Well, I mean, it's a microcontroller and then a board that goes on that that has a motion sensor and an audio amp and stuff. It's well, it's easily, you know, gotten stuff. What I sure. just noticed is it doesn't just come on and light up. It it um, shoots out. What, yeah, yeah. It, it animates from the the yeah. Hilt. That's amazing. It's it's the little and details like that. It sucks in. Yeah, yeah, it comes back in too, and it's like uh, fully programmable. So I could make it, you know, dance like a rainbow. I could have it <laughs> like, like uh, Kylo Ren in in one of the newer movies. His lightsaber is kind of fiery, and it jumps around. It's not like a solid color. I could do that really easily. And does he have a yeah. YouTube so channel? So I made a lightsaber. Kylo? Kylo? Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, so How did you make the handle? My buddy was uh, with me last night, and he saw the video that you sent, and he's like, "How did he make the handle? Like, oh, maybe three D printed it." Yep, it's 3D printed. Modeled it in Fusion and 3D printed it in a couple of pieces. So the cap on the end here uh, has speaker holes in it, and that's where oh, the yeah. speaker's mounted. Oh, nice. And so that, that actually pops off, and all the guts can slide in and out of it. And then the uh, the blade has a 3D printed mount that fits inside the blade, and then that fits inside the hilt. And so everything just kind of sandwiches together. And uh, That's yeah. cool. I'm I'm very happy. I've been I mean you guys know this but not everybody else knows this. This has been one of those projects that has been in some state of unfinishedness for 2 years. Like it was literally a long time ago. I was like, "Oh, I can use a teensy microcontroller and some LEDs to make a lightsaber and I'll 3D print the handle." And it's been like I would get it working to a point and then I'd hit a tech problem and I'd just stop and I'd be stuck and I'd put it aside so I could make other content for 6 months. And so that kept happening. And finally, the other day, a couple weeks ago, I realized that May 4th, which is typically Star Wars Day, is on a Thursday. And I release videos on a Thursday. And so I was like, I, I got to do it. I got to finish it. So I've been cramming on it. And it's finally done. May the 4th really nice. be with you. What's the oldest clip <laughs> of video footage that you're using in the video? It's actually all new footage. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, the development of it has been going that long. And the first couple of versions that I modeled and 3D printed were in 1-2-3-D design. Mm -hmm. And so since then, I've thrown those away and started over. So all the footage is from the last week or so. But yeah. Anyway, the code's old. But um, it was interesting, though, because because I started working on it so long ago, at that point, there weren't any like projects that I had found using the same hardware that I'm using. And it's been so long that other people are using the same stuff. And so I found in the last week two new projects, well, not new, but have come out in the last few months, um, to do the same thing with pretty much the same electronics on the inside. But everybody goes about it a different way. So it's really cool just to see these other projects come up and they're like open source. And so people are working together and making, you know, different kits and stuff. Pretty cool. Hmm. Anyway, so I made a lightsaber. Nice. And I'm working on... I got, finally, I lost my lead on content where I was ahead, you know? Mm. And so this is actually, I'm finishing this today, Monday, for Thursday. And uh, so I'm spending this week trying to cram through like a couple of other projects so I can get the next few weeks worth of 
video done so my editor can just like work on it while I'm doing other stuff. So <laughs> that's what I'm up to. Yeah. 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 What are we going to talk about? So we're going to start it off with talking about how to promote yourself. And when I said that, Bob was like, yeah. And then when I said how to promote yourself without an audience and Bob's like, oh, <laughs> and uh, so um, and this could be this could be your YouTube channel. This could be your business. This could be an idea. This could be a product or or whatever. And so I'll just get started by saying, uh, you know, if you if you have a, if you want to start your business, where where do you start? And I think the obvious answer is probably Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Definitely Instagram. Yeah, it, that's it, that seems to be the hot, uh, the hot social media platform right now. At least, at least for for me, I see that growing, and I see more people using it. Facebook definitely has its problems, but Facebook definitely has its advantages as well. Yeah. And so, when uh, I'm going to throw a question out to you guys, so when you get started. And we'll, 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 first, we'll talk about the social media stuff. When you get started and you start a Facebook page and you start an Instagram account and you start a Twitter account and the only person following you is your mom, yeah. how do you grow that into two followers, into four followers, into eight followers? Mom, your dad, aunts, uncles, friends of friends. Seriously, yeah, I'm joking. But I always say friends of friends. When you start selling things to the friends of the friends you, you, you meet – that's when you could start charging real money, and then also that's that's when you uh, that's when you start getting into the deeper end of the pool with strangers starting to follow you, mm-hmm. friends of friends, and then you know I always say it'll be it's, if it's going to be a YouTube thing or if it's going to be an Etsy thing, it's it's or even Instagram. It's nice if you can get a viral post, a post that everybody would like. So of course we always want that, at least if we're trying to promote something. But if you can figure out a way to get a viral post, like for instance. Last night I was with my buddy who's also a Star Wars nerd, and Bob, he saw the, the clip you sent us, and right away he's, he's like, oh, damn, that's going viral. And <laughs> and I, I agreed, and, and I agree because, uh, you know, that's it's a very popular subject matter, and you know and, and you have a huge audience, and people want to see the cool things you're doing. When they're super cool, they go crazy because then people start sharing stuff with friends of friends of friends, and that's how things go. Yeah. That's how things grow. So I always tell a, a new YouTuber, you know, you just got to, you know, when you get your first viral video, and, and that might be 40,000 views, you know, to somebody that has a small channel. But that's huge because all of a sudden you realize you're like, I don't know more than 20 people. How does this thing getting 40,000 views? <laughs> and then you start realizing like, wow, there's a big world to tap into here. Yeah. So, and I think it's easy for us to look at like the, you were talking about like the moms and dads, you know, giving you um, feedback on your videos and stuff. That's the social part of social networks is like the people that you know and how you interact with them. The network part of social network is the part that you need when you want to grow a business or get an idea out or something like that. And exactly what both of you guys are saying, you have to figure out a way to take advantage of the fact that the five people you know each know five people and they know five people and they know five people. And, you know, the sooner you can figure out a way to get um, your five people to be interested enough in what you're doing to want to tell their five people then you're on the right path, you know, and you just got to keep that going. The virality is, is a good way to do that. Cause it's a way that, you know, find something that everybody's interested in. Um, and, and another thing is just to find like, like I, I personally try not to engage, I'll say this as I'm making a lightsaber, I try not to engage in like too many current, like today's pop culture thing. 
you know, because I think those things fade and that content will be useless in six months if you're like, well, Star Wars is forty years old. Star Wars is more exactly. It's it's a little different. But you know, like um, if you made something that was about a, a popular Trump, song, for instance. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, like you know, it's like it's it'll be stale well, yeah. in a few few years or a few months. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you make content that's just about that, it may have it may get a bump now, but it, the content will be useless in a short amount of time. Um, so if you can find the stuff, you know, from a viral perspective, like you're talking about, that's going to be more evergreen, at least initially, to help get some you know attraction. Uh, it'll be interesting to more people and it will be interesting to more people for longer, which I think is a big part of it because you want all the content that you make or all the, whatever you make to be valuable going forward, not just yeah. this I try and do that. I, I try not to make any of my stuff dated and, and I've talked about it many times where suddenly I get a big bump out of nowhere. I mean, I talked about this. I don't know if I talked about it publicly when my agent offered, Hey, somebody wants to buy all your old videos. I'm like, all my old videos are constantly being rediscovered by new people. I'm not yeah. going to sell them. I mean, it was the idea of like selling the, uh, the, uh, the ad sense, you know, for an upfront fee now, kind of like the way lawyers will, you could sell your settlement to somebody anticipating getting it. Anyway, I just said no to that because my content is, I feel is the kind of content that'll keep generating new audiences over time. And it does. But the point I was going to make, um, was I heard this theory years ago. I read it in a marketing book 25 years ago is that everybody has about a hundred people they know. So if you can impress somebody, you've impressed theoretically a hundred people and so on and so on and so on. So if, if when somebody complains on Yelp, you've just PO'd a hundred people or you just annoyed, I mean, pissed off a hundred people or annoyed a hundred people. So you got it. Every person is a terminal for a hundred per a hundred other people. Mm, so um, if you can impress one person and they vaguely will viral it in their little environment and then that's how things grow as well. So, so it comes down to having something that somebody likes and wants to share with another person, right? Yeah, it whether, yeah. always comes always comes yeah. down to making really good content or making a really good product or service. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. anybody that likes something, especially in this world that we live in now, it's even it's super easy for them to share this. Like all the time, I'm I'm on Facebook sharing with my friends and family, and like, oh, we just ate at such and such restaurant. It was amazing. You have to check this place out, right? A good example was a couple weeks ago, Dave, you, you talked about the guy that made the hydraulics tubes with cardboard. I forget mm-hmm. who that was, but I got that from 10 people. They're like, check this out. You should do this. You should. This is right up your alley. And it was great. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I mean, I had seen the idea of hydraulics with hypodermic needles before, but this guy just did a beautiful presentation of it. That's the idea. It's like presentation is also very, very important. Yes. And and to that to that point, um, a teacher taught me something years ago, and I bring it up all the time to my students, is that if you're going to present something, a new idea or a photograph of something, and there's like a picture of a can of cat food, if you make something and there's a can, can of cat food in the background of your picture, people will say, oh, look at that beautiful lamp they made right next to a can of cat food. Hmm. I wonder <laughs> what story they're trying to tell me here. Either they're lazy, their cat eats out of the cat food can, which is kind of gross. Hmm. Oh, look at this, a pair of dirty socks on the sofa. So you got to be careful. Like if you're going to send out some presentation of what it is you're doing, you really want to make sure that submarine window is just looking directly at what you want it to. Mm. And that's that's the reason I don't like 3D cameras because I don't want anybody to see my dirty socks. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. If you have a product or service or something that you want to show the world, 
you may have to invest a little bit into paying for branding um, some somebody to help you with photography or or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing because as a former photographer, hobby photographer, I'm always looking out when I take a photo of, of somebody's head, make sure there's nothing in the background sticking out of their head, right? I always think of that. And yeah, right. Never... <laughs> like devil horns by accident because yeah, it's yeah. a tree branch. Yeah. yeah. Don't place their face direct smack dab in the middle of the photo. Those are things I know. But if you have a product that you're trying to, or service that you're trying to provide to your community, you might not be a photographer and you might not know about those things. And sometimes you have to spend the money on somebody that can help you promote and do the advertising and and get a good solid brand. Because when somebody sees that, that, that it's like it's that first impression, right? You're going to yeah. instantly decide whether or not you like this thing or not by the way it looks. Yeah. And so I have two things to say that I totally agree with you. As far as paying somebody, I want to first be clear and say that I think it's totally worth paying people for what they do well, right? You don't want to try to skimp people out of like designers, photographers, musicians, artists, anybody. You don't want to skimp them out of what makes them good, you know, what helps them be good at what they're good at. On the other hand, um, if that's not a possibility for you and you have a product or service that you can offer, be it whatever it is we're talking about here or something else, See if you can find a barter that works with these people. So imagine that my friend is a, a fantastic designer and I need his help designing a logo, but I don't really have the money to pay him for that. Ask him, is there something that I can do for you that would be as valuable to you as a logo would be to me? And then find a way to, you know, you know, maybe you make him a shelf or you make him a, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're a photographer and you can't do logos, so you take their pictures and they give you a logo. Something to that effect. Um, there are other ways around getting quality work done if you don't have the money. If you do have the money, pay these people because, you know, they have to eat, right? So. <laughs> Plus, they're an expert. They know they know what to do. You, you might be the expert in the product or service. They're the expert on promoting that thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so in this case, I mean, I've talked about this before. I have an editor. Um but before he was my editor, I mean, he's been a friend of mine for years and years and years and years. But he's a graphic designer. He's a wonderful designer. And when I was thinking about starting I Like to Make Stuff, I went to design school. And so I know it. I'm not great at practice of it, but I know it. I understand it. Um, but when I was starting this, I went to him and said, look, this is what you're awesome at. I'm mediocre at best at it. So let me pay you to make what I'm about to start look as good as possible. And that was kind of how I went into it is like I could do a, a decent job at it, maybe a, a bad job at it, um, but that's not really going to help me get this thing rolling and get it to where I want it to be and get the presentation like I want it to be. And just by relying on him to do what he does better than anybody else I know, it's paid off, right? Like I, I love the way the branding and everything looks, all the graphics look across all of my stuff. And that's all because I trusted one person who was good at their job and I've paid him to do that work for me. And um, you know, it's been it's been fantastic. And plus, that person also probably set a, a path for you. If you work with an agency, um, possibly a, a, a single designer or whatever, they might give you a, a style guide and say, you use this font for headlines. Use this particular font for body copy. You you these are your colors. You will always they kind of they kind of guide you so you can do things with those elements, those art elements in in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like 
what 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 it um i don't know what the font that you use bob where a future future or whatever it is anytime i see anything in that font i think bob anytime yeah. i see a certain orange i, th- I think bob because it's really strong branding yeah what I is the font do you in, know? In, in today um i'm not going to tell you because i want people to take it understandable understandable <laughs> yeah um, the best. um I saw uh, in the video that I put out today, which I actually forgot to talk about, I restored some tools and put that on YouTube. Um, but in that video, I said something about I like to make stuff orange as like a thing. Because in my mind, it is a thing. I know that color and I call mm-hmm. it that and whatever. And there were several comments of people laughing at that like, oh, yeah, it's I like to make stuff orange. That totally makes sense. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So we, I guess we kind of inadvertently got to branding and presentation. That's definitely part of it. But that's not how you actually promote yourself. That's stuff that you need to have in place before, I think, before you promote yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to actual promotion, one thing I was thinking about, and this is what I tell people all the time uh, when they ask about, like, getting their YouTube channel seen by other people. And I'm not sure exactly how this applies to other stuff, if you're an author or whatever. But um, the thing that worked out really well for me when I was trying to get my videos seen by other people is I would go to other people's. Well, one of my core values is to add value. That's like everything that I do should add value to the person who's consuming it. Person who's listening to this show or watching a video that I'm going to put out or whatever. And so as a promotion standpoint, I went to other people's videos that were making different things. And I tried to answer the questions that the content creator couldn't answer because they weren't in the comments or they were, you know, they don't have time or whatever. So I would go to, for example, go to David's video. Somebody asks about his crosscut sled. I would just jump in there and be like, Oh yeah, he talked about it in this video. There's a link. And that's not like, and I'm not following that up with, Oh, you should check out my videos because they're awesome as well. It's not that, but it's like going somewhere and adding value to the community. That's, that's already there. That has a need that has a question. And if you do that enough times, people are going to start going like, Whoa, I've seen this guy's icon or this person's name or face in a bunch of different places. And they're always being really awesome and helpful. Mm-hmm. Who is this person? And that's the kind of attention that you want. There's a, um, there's a great book by a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk and it's called jab, 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 right hook. And it's, it's the same thing that Bob just talked about where it's like, help, 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 give value, give value, give value over and over and over again. Then once you gain people's trust, you can then say, you know, you in, in certain, in certain ways you can say, Hey, here's this thing that I have. And there are, they already had that trust. Or if you have a, if you have a Facebook page or an Instagram page or Twitter, and you're always promoting other people and you're always doing these things that add value there's a certain point where you can then say, oh, look, by the way, I have this thing for sale. And you've already built that trust. And you that's the right hook is gain mm-hmm. their trust by adding value. And then then you can you can sell them, give them your pitch. You know, it's ironic because you let me borrow that book mm-hmm. for like a year and I never <laughs> read it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Maybe I should have. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures in it. It's good. Oh, yeah. Probably should have read it then. It would have been easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've I've told that to a few people, and it was funny because I told it to um, well, I don't want to single anybody out, but I told it to somebody who was looking to to build their channel, and the next week and since then, that person has been in my comments answering questions for people, and it's awesome. It's like it it made made me be like, oh, sweet, he's like he's doing his work to like to get out there and be helpful. That's really yeah. cool, you know. Um, 
So, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Well, is there anything you can do non-social media, like stuff within your community? Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I think it depends on like what you're offering. It's well, probably... I think a lot of our audience makes things. And so if you want to make things that you want to sell, at least here where I live, there's certain things you can do to get to get your stuff out there. There's a there there's plenty of mom and pop sh- stores that sell uh art or crafty things or handmade things. And if you can get in good with those people who run those little mom and pop stores, usually they're super awesome, friendly, community-driven people, you can get your stuff into the store. And that's one way of, of getting your, your, your items out there is just make connections. Say, hey, will you sell my stuff? We'll, we'll, we'll split profits. When uh, I, in the Lower East Side in the East Village where, where I spent the last, most of the last 25 years, whenever I saw a store opening, about to open a bar or a restaurant in process – I would walk in and say, who's in charge? Oh, well, he's not here. Well, he'd give him my business card. Or that's me. Oh, here's my business card. Look online and make stuff. I can make anything you need. I do a lot of problem solving. I'm real flexible with hours and, and wages. So give me a call. And I got so much work by doing that. Just walking by a construction site, you know, seeing that they're in the final stages of like deciding what the tables are going to be, what the wall hanger is going to be, maybe some lamp work, some bar. The bar isn't quite finished yet or it's not there. I always walk in and, and the one thing is I make a business card. I have this business card. Some guys know it. It's an x-ray of my skull from 1999 that I had when I had a CAT scan. And I made it into a business card. And people always remember it. Oh, you're like, oh, you're the guy with the, with the CAT scan business card. And I get, I get phone calls all the time. They're like, hey, is this the guy who uh, with the CAT scan business card with the skull x-ray? I'm like, yeah, that's me. Oh, you left your business card at so-and-so? I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, now, now more and more the calls are kind of related to like social media and Instagram and YouTube, but I still once in a while get people call me. They have no idea who I am. All they know is that I can make something that they need made. They, they don't know that I'm some YouTube guy or not. You guys hear that noise? I oh, do. Yes. What's that going Spike, on back there? Spike is on the scratch pole. Spike finally came down from upstairs. He like He's like the ghost. He haunts upstairs. He never comes down. <laughs> What's up, Spike? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's it. Just... Uh, Get a printed, get a printed uh, postcard and just hand that out. Get some good, intriguing images on it and just give it wherever you go. Just give it to people and don't be afraid to promote yourself. A lot of people say this about me is that I kind of have a big mouth and I never stop promoting myself and I don't even realize it, but you get right down to it. No one's going to promote you better than you. You can't rely on your girlfriend mm-hmm. or your mother or your father because they, every day, you know, they're not going to meet people that are going to want to spend money on you. You want to be able to just meet strangers and say, Oh, yeah, what do you do for a living? Oh, I make things. Here's my business card. Take a look. This is, go look at my website. There's nothing wrong with saying that because no one's going to do yeah. that for you. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, especially if you move around right. a lot. If you know, if you, in a day you go into town and you turn around, you come back, you never know. Don't be afraid. It's also, it, it'll get you out of your shell too. It, it, my friend used to call it when years ago, me and my friend used to go picking up girls all the time. He would call it the object, the object to talk about. Oh, check out. Oh, look, look what I do. I make these things. And you know, I'm not talking about picking up girls, although that helps if there's any single guys out there. But <laughs> the idea is, oh, look, oh, you make, oh, that's an x-ray of your skull. Yeah, yeah, that's my skull. Yeah, 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 let's go on a date. Or <laughs> do you want me to make something for you? If you need anything made, call me. If you need anything fixed, call me. Do you? So the idea is have something interesting to hand out to somebody. Good hmm. point. You know, the, point. there's also, in, in your community, there's, there's so many, like, 
art events, art walks, or there's community events. There's meetup.com with all these like-minded people that just get together mm-hmm. so they can they can flex their muscles and show that, you know, they know about metalworking or whatever. And it's you you have to sometimes just get out of your house and go out in the public and just shake hands with people and get to know people and so much business or so much good cheap free promotion can come out of just meeting people. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that I think is helpful in two ways, um, if you you mentioned selling things and talking to the mom and pop shops. Another thing that I've seen some people do, and I think the motive here is actually not about self-promotion, it's more about like being helpful and, and stuff, but there are a lot of auctions, charity auctions and things like that that happen for all different reasons. No matter what you support and what you want to take care of, there are these events you know that are built around raising money for different things. So a friend, some friends of ours were trying to raise money to be able to pay for an adoption. Adoption, Adopting kids is really expensive. And so we put together an auction to help them raise money to cover these costs, right? And so a bunch of people that we knew and a bunch of people we didn't know all put in artwork and things that they made and all these different things, and we had a silent auction. So people came, and they walked through, and they put down how much they would pay for each one of these things. And at the end of the night, we went up and, you know, Okay, so-and-so wins this one, and then they pay their money, and they get the thing, and they walk away with it, right? That helps because these our friends got the money that they needed for the adoption. But also, every person in that room walked around and looked at every single thing on every one of those tables, and it had a number value next to mm. it. Whether that value was right or wrong, it had a number value that went up every time somebody walked past it. <laughs> so by doing that, you're not only making one thing that you don't really have to worry about whether it sells or not. That's not the point. But you're making one thing, not a hundred of that thing, and you're putting it in a place where a bunch of people are going to walk by it and see it and see that it's valuable enough to be there. Um, so by doing something like that or multiple things like that, you're helping out whatever the cause is. You're also getting yourself in front of a bunch of people at very little risk or cost to you. Um, you know, if you're selling stuff, maybe that doesn't apply to, I don't guess I, we could put our YouTube videos in a silent auction. But <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> you want to sell your videos? No, well, people always want to buy the stuff I make in the videos. Honestly, um, people are always like, "Hey, could you? Why don't you put it on eBay? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that?" And um, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll do that. But I do have a, almost, you know, any of the kind of chachkas that I made that aren't client work. I have everything still. And yeah. I get emails all the time. Will you sell this? Will you sell that? Remember, I joked it. I'm like, "Name me a price," and I name a price, and then they never answer back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of an interesting thing too. I hadn't really thought about this, but giveaways. Yep. Um, so I, I've never really done any giveaway type stuff and granted I have a, a large audience now, so I'm not saying that this would apply the same to everybody, but I'm doing right now, today is actually the last day of a 3d printer giveaway that I'm working with matter hackers on and the amount of spread that that has caused for my social network numbers is bananas. Hmm. Like it's crazy. So even if you only had 10 followers on whatever, and you say, hey, share this out, and you get entered into a win, or entered into a, a giveaway to possibly win, that's like 10 more shares than you would have had before that, right? Yep. So if you, and if that's, that's like exponential, because those people will network, and they'll go out, and they'll go out, and the more people that enter your thing by sharing your content, uh, just the more reach you're going to get there. And it's really, you're still only making or giving away one thing. You're not having to like batch out 100 you know, wine boxes to sell at a craft show or something. Um, 
I mean, that's a, also a good way to do it, but it's, it's lower effort to do one thing and give it away for free than it is to make a hundred things and hope that you sell enough of those to cover your time and your cost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Any other ideas on this? I think we had a part two to this show. Am I correct? We did. We kind of did. Yeah. Um, so heard from our buddy Kyle Toth today. If anybody doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle's awesome. Kyle has a podcast as well. Uh, he's on a podcast with Sean Ravino and uh, Brian McCauley. And it's called The Dusty Life. And it's mostly about woodworking. So if you've not heard that, go check them out. But Kyle asked today about something that they talked about. And he wanted us to talk about it too. And I'm not going to read the whole message, but basically it was like, at what point um, have we, or have we realized that we're at a point of no return with what we do for a living? And his example was that he, you know, he went to school very specifically for woodworking. He has student loans based on woodworking. He has thousands of dollars worth of equipment for woodworking. (laughs) You know, at what point can you not back off of it and be like, no, I want to go do something else. (laughs) I want to become an actor. You kind of are. Yeah, you kind of are. Oh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm saying like an opposite about face from that. <laughs> I am, I though. Mean, You're right. No, <laughs> I am an actor. <laughs> for me, like I uh, I don't have that mindset that I've, if it's not too f- – well, I don't even know how to say it. I haven't thought through this at all. But um, <laughs> I wouldn't feel like I've gone too far down any path that I couldn't change my mind or that I couldn't make a pivot if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about what I'm doing now and all the different parts I'm I'm trying to add to it is that it's not the same thing as it was six months ago. And hopefully in six months, it won't actually be exactly the same thing as it is now. It's going to be continually growing and morphing and changing and some stuff's going to work and some's not. And I'm going to like, you know, it can mold to whatever I feel like it needs to be. So I don't feel like I'm stuck in that. But I'm also not a person who's making physical things to sell. And maybe there's a difference there. Maybe there's not. I don't know. What do you think? Um, well, it's funny because when you say the point of no return, I definitely had that same feeling, but although it wasn't defined as that, it's defined in the way that like I have like four or five people that I would constantly get work from, and now I don't hear from them at all. And it's actually a relief because I'm able to make money doing something that is more enjoyable with my time. I'm not going and buying you know, seven sheets of plywood at five in the morning for this one particular cabinet I need to make that's covered with some very specific veneer that the client picked. I led that life and I was making a lot of money and I'm still able to make a lot of money not doing that. But for me to get back into that life, I'm going to have to reconnect with these people and and they're all watching me. They all see what I'm doing. They're like, oh, that's cool that you're doing all that now. Um, Every once in a while, I'll hear from them and they'll be like, hey, do you want to do this project? And it's like, do I want to go all in and build a bar? That's going to take me, you know, half a year and it's going to be lugging things around Midtown, you know, so I kind of blow them off. So now I'm definitely at the point of no return. It's like I'm all in Mm -hmm. on YouTube and making content. And that's kind of why I take jobs for people like Core 77 and and uh, Rockler, because to me, I'd rather be producing content and if other people can benefit from my content. And to me, it's like I'd rather make a video for Rockler than build a bar. Because mm. it's me creating more of the content that I'm that I'm coming accustomed is my career, and I'm getting paid the same that I would be if I was whacking out some cabinet to install in some place down in Battery Park City, getting a parking ticket, 
having to borrow somebody to help me carry something in an elevator and getting a fake insurance certificate, you know, <laughs> I'm doing the same thing and I never have to leave my house. So I'm definitely all in now and you know, hmm. I'm moving the shop up here, but I, I, I am totally not nervous about it. And I too, like you, you mentioned, Bob, is that this is such a, a liberal lateral gig that I can go in any direction making content. I could make something and make that my content. So I can get a job and make content from the job I'm getting paid for. And then also the thing, you know, we can, you know, we're, we're all getting paid advertisements, which is cool. You know, we just got to slowly introduce it organically because we don't want to alienate the fans and upset the fans. But at the same time, the fans are very understanding. They say, you know, if we want you to stay in the shop and not lug plywood, that's not make, that's not a fun video. I'd rather watch you talk <laughs> about a product for five minutes and then make five more videos. Yeah. So, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely been a consideration when also Monday morning I talked about this before like Monday morning I'd wake up and Monday morning I dread I still do because I've come accustomed to dreading that inbox in my email it's like hey the cabinet you made somebody broke it last night in the bar can you come and fix it uh, glass shelf broke because I put a whole case of Dom Perignon on it um, oh, okay you know this is all the Monday morning emails I would get like somebody broke the sliding door you made and in the bathroom can you come and like repair it you know, and, and I would always scan those emails, making sure it was never my fault. It <laughs> fell off the wall inexplicably. It's always like someone was doing chin-ups on the bar you put in the bathroom and it ripped off the wall. Um, <laughs> funny, I, I talked about this, I don't know when, but I made this banquet table for this really fancy Russian restaurant. And then they asked for two extensions. So it's a table that was 12 feet long. And then I gave them two foot extensions for each end. So 12 plus four feet. So now it was a 16 foot long table. And like New Year's Day... A couple of days after New Year's, I get a call. The table broke. The whole end broke. I'm like, how did it break? It broke. I don't know. It broke. So I go there and the whole end looks like somebody blew up dynamite on the end of it. The apron's destroyed and broken. And one of the waiters says, oh, yeah. Oh, Tatiana was dancing on New Year's Eve. She was bouncing on the, the extension. And the extension was plugged into the apron of the table with two one-inch steel rods. So she's bouncing on it. And the, the one-inch steel rods just literally ripped apart the whole maple end of the table. Oh my gosh. And the legs all folded <laughs> under and everything. It looked like it looked like somebody lit off dynamite on the end. Like this wood was splintered and broken in every direction. And by the time I got there, one of the waiters had tried to fix the whole end of the table with gorilla glue, the foamy stuff. <laughs> so it was totally destroyed. Anyway, right. but there there and I'm like and when I looked at it, I'm like, how could this this cause she made the whole thing sound like it was my fault. She's like, I don't know, your mm. table just broke. And I figured one of the legs came loose. But those are the things I don't regret anymore, so I'm all in. You said that you still regret Monday. Are you still... Oh, like, because I'm accustomed to opening my email and like seeing some detrimental thing that happened in one of the oh. restaurants I worked at. Gotcha. I, it doesn't happen it. anymore. I open it up and there's like three scraggly emails and you know a couple of notifications from some social media stuff. And I'm like, ooh, okay. And you're like, oh, there's only 50,000 emails today. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... No, it's good. You know, the, the now now the type of things I regret. It's like, dude, you posted a picture of your computer last night, and I, I posted the thing of you guys of us talking, and somebody writes to me, "Don't ever show your Skype page on on online. Google it." And me, and my buddy, googled it. I couldn't find anywhere where it was anything because I just showed a quick Skype of the page. Mm-hmm. You know, when you guys did the Brady Bunch thing, <laughs> and right. So, like, the, one of the first comments is, "Don't ever do that." L- Skype it. This. Google it to see what's wrong with that. And we couldn't find anything wrong with it. And so far, my world hasn't blown up. So, <laughs> And we're on Skype right now, and it's working, unless there's 10 people listening, and I don't know. Hmm. Oh. The Russian hackers are listening. So the point of no return, that's not a real thing. 
That's a made-up hurdle, a made-up milestone thing that's in your head. And yeah. So it's a it's a negative thing. So I don't think of anything that I do as as having a point of no return. There was a time in my tattoos, tattoo. Well, anything <laughs> that I do for a living. Um, there was a time where I felt like I was going to disappoint parents or family members. Uh, where like, okay, I'm going to go down this path. Now, if I switch my if I switch paths. Am I going to upset my parents because they helped me get to where I'm at? Uh, Once I got over that thing, I was able to pivot many times in my career from being a graphic designer to a a, a web developer to a photographer to working at a recording studio. And I just got rid of that, the whole concept of point of no return. And that's still stuck with me today. I don't know where this video thing is going to go. I don't know where my website's going to be at a year from now. I'm, I'm ready to do the next thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, one of the things that I I really didn't foresee about this job was um, <clears throat> like, I always wanted my kids to be motivated to become whatever they were interested in. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I was open to them being artists or climbers or whatever. It doesn't really matter what they are just as long as they were, into it. Right. And so, but I didn't really think about that in relation to changing what you're into as a career. And so since I, you know, I was like in software, I just did software as a blanket term for 15 years thinking this is probably what I'll do forever because it's what I'm good at. It's because of what I have history doing. And I didn't think about the fact that like, actually my job could be doing new things all the time. Like that's the job, not just that I'll move from job to job, but the job itself is constantly in flux and it's constantly growing and changing. And when that kind of hit me, you know, maybe a year or so ago, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I should be teaching my kids about like not finding a thing that they want to be and then be that thing. I should be teaching them about like be open to being new things all the time and mm-hmm. be open to, you know, exploring new possibilities. Don't get locked into things if you're not happy with them. And maybe you are happy with them. That's great. But, you know. Like there was, that may sound like a really small perspective switch, but when it comes to like encourage your ki- encouraging your kids to chase the stuff that they want, I always thought of that as kind of a singular thing, and it's not. And so, I'm I'm totally with you on the like the point of a no return is not a real thing. It's it it's not. And I think I had kind of projected that on the kids as in like there there will be a career that you will take, and you should whatever that is is awesome but you should go after that career. And now I'm thinking more like, no, you should pick, do you want to be a learner? Do you want to be a teacher? Do you want to be a adventurer? That takes a thousand forms, you know, go do that thing and take mm. all the jobs that come along the way with it. But mm. anyway. Yeah. It's um, just, it's just the path. That's it. The point of no return is like, do you want to go back and live with your mother? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just, you're on your, you're on your path now. That's it. I have to say, though, my youngest asked me yesterday if he could live with, with me and mommy when he gets older. <laughs> How did you <laughs> said, answer that? Absolutely, dude. Oh, <laughs> it was so cute. I was like, are you going to live with me with uh, your wife and your kids and everything? And he was like, um, yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, you guys been watching anything cool? David, you got anything new? So cool. I, I struggled a little bit to find something before we hopped on Skype here. 
And I was going through my history. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and probably you've seen it because it's got seven million views. But it's the Heineken Worlds Apart commercial. And oh, no. it's a it's a it's a five minute long commercial. But it's it's Heineken doing. Um, you remember the, the Pepsi fail from a couple weeks ago? Well, they actually did it right where they take two people kind of like a, an experimental setting and and two people of different worlds of like um whether it's like political values or religious or 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 gender or whatever and they have them work together and then at the end of this uh, these little projects that they do they find out oh this person is not like me and at the end they have the choice of having a beer with that person or walking away. And so it's cool to see them have a beer with each other and actually talk about their differences instead of just just fighting about it. And and it's uh it, it really makes you want to cry at the end because you're like, "Oh, this is how hmm. things should be." You know, let's let's talk it out, you know. So it's called nice. Heineken Worlds Apart. It's really it's really good. You know, it's I know some people are going to give it the uh the the poo-poo because it's a Heineken commercial, but it's well done. It's well done. Nice. Well, I'm going to talk about my lovely girlfriend, Taylor Forrest. Her channel is finally started with one video pot rack that she made. Yeah. And I announced it last night and she's got, I don't know, at this point she might be close to 2,000 subscribers, which is amazing. And she's excited and she's she's definitely amped up. She, she had a little bit of a fear factor. She's gotten over it. And uh, Brett is, is the new shop hangout and he's also a, in his previous life a video production guy. So... He really did the editing on that, chose the music, and together him and Taylor tweaked it, and he's working with her on her second video. So, Brett, thank you for that, and look forward to that. And then one other thing, the audio I talked about, Simple Shop Sounds by Sean Hogan. So I'm going to give you those two links. Oh, yes. you oh, got to watch it. It's so good. I'm telling you, he does such a good – and he's only 20 years old, and he's just oh, like, nice. kind of figuring out his creative path. And I wrote him an inspirational email last night. I said, dude, you got to just – Next, I'm going to challenge him to do a, a, a do a song like he just did with simple shop sounds. But at the end, those sounds are all derived from something he's making, and the video ends with the object. Ooh! So there he goes. That's the challenge. The challenge. The rest of challenge. <laughs> nice. Um, so mine is actually kind of. It's something I like, but it's also kind of a segue for me to talk about something else real quick. <laughs> um, so we've talked about Mark Rober before. Right, Mark uh, has an awesome YouTube channel. He makes all sorts of cool stuff. Um, you've, I'm sure you've seen him, like the world's largest Nerf gun and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Anyway, the video he put out recently is a Hot Wheels stunt race, and it's like this really crazy race but of Hot Wheel cars between like Knight Rider, um, the A-Team van, the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo. There's a couple more. I don't remember, but they go on those little orange tracks and they have a big race and there's all sorts of like slow-mo and there's explosions and there's helicopters and it's a lot of fun. Um, I like his videos a lot. Mark's a cool guy. And the segue is that I guess when this show goes up, Maker Fair Bay Area will be a week or two weeks from that. Anyway, May 19th, 20th, that weekend. Um, I'll be at Maker Fair out there. You guys won't be there and everybody's angry that you're not going. But I will be there... And Mark and I are going to give a panel talk on Saturday about creating content and being a maker. And then on Sunday, I'll be giving a talk uh, by myself on making mistakes. So, yeah. So if you're going to be on uh, 
at Maker Fair. We'll be hanging out around the talks and also like I'm going to tweet out some meetups so we can get a bunch of people together and stuff. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to see everybody. At I know uh, also Rockler and Lincoln are also working around getting meetups going. I saw that. I just had to say I'm not going to them and I'm like, oh, it sounds like yeah. so much fun. Yeah. So if anybody's out there listening, just ask around yeah. and you'll find out where those will be. And we will create lots of video and have lots of good time. And Jimmy and David can just be jealous. And <laughs> I will be jealous. There's no doubt I'll be jealous. I'm already jealous. <laughs> da- Dave, do you want to tell them about our very secret little make affair we're going to have? Yes, just it's uh, just Jimmy and I. It's going to be the the weekend of May. What is it, fifteenth, Bob? It's going to be over Skype. Make sure we get it right. Your own place. It's funny. Uh, well, I will miss you guys. It's been our yearly thing where we get to hang out. So next year, there'll be other times just, this year. Just know that I'm mad at you, and that's the end oh, of that. Man. I'm just kidding. Um, before we go, I want to thank our Patreon supporters because, like I've said in the past. They're all we got. <laughs> We're really grateful for the support from people on Patreon, uh, especially you. Wise Old Dal and Make Build Modify. Um, they're our top supporters. But everybody over there is awesome, and we're really grateful for it. So if you want to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash making it and help us out. Thanks, guys. That'd be rad. And guys. Thank you. You guys got anything else? Uh, I that's think a that's wrap. it. That's a wrap. You know, you know what I want to say? I want to just say to make build modify. Do you remember when we would discuss him starting his YouTube channel, and he kind of had the little hump, and he got over the hump, and he just turned twenty thousand subscribers. It's blowing like huge up because he's that doing is huge, super awesome stuff. So yeah, check out make build modify. That's a good. That's a really good example of putting out really good content and then watching it grow fast yeah because we've 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 gotten the emails in the past saying hey you know i've had a channel for a year and i'm not getting i'm not getting the views and the 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 whole key is to make stuff that people want to watch and share and he's doing some cool things so congrats justin absolutely cool i guess that's it for this week right on see you guys next time I love that thing.